This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Bazinga. What? That's not the name of the show at all. Shut up. It's just all of you be quiet over here. We're trying to do a very quiet show. It's going to be very quiet and and well-behaved. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond, episode 511. My name is Max Scoville. This loudmouth over here wearing the same outfit as me. We didn't plan that. Whoa! You asked me where I bought my jacket, and then you're like, cool, I bought your jacket. I didn't buy the same. I did buy the same jacket as that, but I had to return it. Don't put me on blast. I'll put you on blast. people who look a lot alike, here are two men with beards and glasses. We got Zach Ryan over here and Marty Sleva over here. Incredible. It's it's so nice. I haven't been on the show in a while. It's good to be back. If you're listening to just the audio, that was probably pretty weird. But anyway, some of us look similar, and some of us wear the same clothes. I don't look like any of you guys. I look like a weird potato. You do. You do. Hell Less yeah. so now. You look like when, the, when, when GTA Online first launched and all the people just spawned as dudes in underpants with headphones on. Yeah, and they're all like rocking in place. It's like that weird <laughs> Destiny bird. They would just get stuck in bushes and cops would run around. It's a good time. Hawthorne's Eagle? Anyway. Uh, gave that game a 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before it we get was a 10. It, before we get into it, we got some housekeeping notes. Uh, first things first, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're trying to grow it out. It's going to be really fun. Uh, we've been putting up Let's Plays, which are very silly and ridiculous. We did a Destiny one last week that was real silly. Super fun. We also played Everybody's Golf and Knack. Uh, we're going to continue doing stuff like that. I would love to do some more Yakuza on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Just get over there, click the button, turn off the email notifications if you hate them. I don't care what you do with it. Just go in there and say hello and click the videos and have a good time. Uh, and then also last week we had Walt Williams on. I almost said Walt Whitman. <laughs> wow. I kept thinking that all throughout that whole interview. Last week we had Walt Disney on the show. Yeah, he was Walt, a frozen head in a jar. <laughs> Walt Whitman, that famous writer, he publishes his first book today. Congrats, Even though Walt. he's been dead for a very long... No, Walt Williams put out his book, Significant Zero. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble and all that. It's also available in audiobook form. So if you want to go check out some more funny stories about working in the games industry... Do that. Also, thank you. That, like, we got such nice feedback on that episode. That was, that was such down, a good episode. That was my favorite episode I've done. Killer episode, yeah. yeah. That was Absolutely. super fun. Walt uh, can't see where, I can't wait to see where this one goes. Yeah, this oh, one, gonna be I, I, I mean, this is no matter what we do, this is good. Uh, you know. Yeah. I got an idea where it it's goes. Sometime. Straight in the tray. Yeah, <laughs> because we're going to be talking about Destiny for a lot of it. Well, no. Chucklehead's been Here's the thing. We're playing a little bit. Yeah, Here's gonna... the thing that happens. When you go see the Baja Men in concert, they play Who Let the Dogs Out? And then afterwards, they play some other songs. I don't. So last week, I don't think they open with that song. I bet you they do. Wait a minute. <laughs> and I, they close. I can almost guarantee. I was going to say that Baja Men is a band that plays "Who Let the Dogs Out" twice. twice yeah, in yeah, it's a good sandwich. Also, sure. they're probably on a yacht or like a what are you a cruise? Well, they're all very wealthy. It's a very cruise. wealthy. They are absolutely not, 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 not very wealthy. Anyway, we should probably not talk about the Baja Men for too long because Sony had a TGS conference last night. Uh, Lil Goldie Who had to wake the games up. Out, am I right? Shoo 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 shoo. Good Lord. <laughs> Is that our prayer? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Good Lord. I'm down with that. It's <laughs> really bad. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that came out of Sony's TGS conference. Of course, it's mostly stuff that's targeted at, uh, at Japan's... Uh, 
PlayStation players. Some mm-hmm. of it might not come over here, but there is some really cool stuff. For starters, this one's probably the biggest announcement is there is a game called Left Alive mm-hmm. that is coming by way of Square Enix. It is a survival action shooter, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, Isn't every shooter you ultimately want to survive? Yeah. yeah. There's probably some action in yeah. there, too. It's, yeah. it's not one of those like casual ones where you just kill yourself and call it a day. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Armored Car. Direct- Armored Car. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they let me host this show? I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, it's directed by Armored Core director uh, Toshifumi Nabashima, and it's character designs by Yoji Shinkawa, who did Metal Gear and everything, yep. uh, and then mech designs by Takayuki Yanase, who also did Metal Gear, as well as Xenoblade and uh, Gundam Double Zero. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this game? So, to me, it is super cool that Square Enix has assembled this dream team to yeah. produce this game. Um, I think just... Yoji Shinkawa and, and uh, Takayuki Yanase alone, like their designs coming to a square game um, under the tutelage of the Armored Core director, it's yeah. like that seems like the perfect mix of yeah. uh, people to come together and really make like a, just a good old robot fighting game. Like, mm-hmm. I think the trailer was really short. Like really thin, yeah, but enough that it was very interesting. The trailer to me. Like, almost gave me PT vibes. Yeah, like it opens with uh-huh. this big hallway that's got a yeah. Christmas yeah. tree in the background, and then it, it the hallway just gets shot up a bunch, and then the camera pans over, and there's this destroyed city with helicopters in it. Mm-hmm. We're all assuming that there's going to be mechs in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it like, looks, pretty, it's pretty, it looks it's, like you you see a couple of drop ships. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a pretty safe bet, but we didn't actually see any robots in the trailer. So. Um, well, it looks like those ships are carrying robots at the end of the trailer. I thought they were just squares. That I don't could know what be. those were. Um, but the design, even as small and far off as they are in the shot itself, like the design to me looked like the mechs from Front Mission, which is yeah. a long, Ooh, that square. A long yeah. bygone square mm. series. Yeah. Right, right. That what if this is front mission? Like, what if they're pulling a uh, Phantom Pain and they're like, hey, that game that we announced, it's front mission. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, left a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's so awesome because front mission hasn't been around since, since PlayStation 3. Yeah. It was one on PlayStation 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and been then quite it's a while. Been gone. And yeah. we have, like, it's weird that there's not a ton of just core mech games. Like, Xenoblade, they mentioned the Xenoblade Chronicles X, like, had a mech, but. It was also, like, a ton of it was on foot and everything, so the idea of... I feel like there was an age where... We'll get to Zone of the Enders later, but uh, Zone of the Enders, and you had Armored Core, and you had a ton of games that utilized mechs, and, and even RPGs like Xenogears and everything. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Right, even even Robotech, the, yeah. those games to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's because, as we've talked about on the show, the sort of middle of the industry has fallen out, and yeah. that seemed like a go-to area. You don't get a lot of, like, AAA mech games, and it's hard to do that in well, an indie budget. Yeah. Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah. Falls the get a thing. pretty steady stream of Gundam games coming out of Japan, mm-hmm. but those kind of just sort of either you have to import them or they're just kind of, like, low-key. That's mm-hmm. a very specific audience, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, I love I love Mecha, so it's, like, I would love to see more big robot games. Um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe there's more this week, because TGS just hasn't even officially kicked off yet. Like, Sony had this conference, but then we'll have coverage. Uh, Miranda Sanchez is there, uh, so she'll be going to the show floor and playing a bunch of stuff from yep. you know, Namco and Sega and hopefully Sony. That's, That's the, the, by far, in a way, the weirdest show floor ever. It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah. That was the I kind of wish that I could go. I yeah. have that's like the What's, one show that I haven't been to yet. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, well, when you the, it's it's very small, mm-hmm. uh, and it's basically two big rooms, and it feels kind of like a PAX, but um, super weird. And first of all, like being like, oh, I work for IGN. It doesn't have any power there. No it's, kind, it's it's very humbling in a way because you get there and you're like, hey, like we want to like shoot, ca- we want to like capture this demo. We want to play this. We want to do that. And they're like, okay, wait in line. And we're like, but we're IGN. They're like, we don't care. Yeah. This is 
a Famitsu country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they then there's weird it's stuff like town. there's like the uh like that bikini cowboy like titty fighting game thing where to like demo it you had to put your head in a giant set of boobs. Yeah. Like that was the thing they did that was just like they put demo units inside boobies and I'm like I'm not going in there. <laughs> I don't know who's been there. I don't know who's been in there. That's a bad look for anyone. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Somebody walks up, takes a picture of my ass sticking out of it. <laughs> I walk out with conjunctivitis. <laughs> Nobody wins that scenario. Then I can't even pronounce the name right. You've I, pronounced it right. That was no, I did not. I didn't even <laughs> see the, the title. What's that one called? I totally am trying to remember it, but I can... It's called Bikini Cowboy Titty Fight. Yeah, one, <laughs> one Chinabra. Oh, Chinabra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chinabra, yeah. 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 Neon <laughs> Gen, Gen Not to be confused with Senran Kagura or whatever. Yeah. It's, um, no, it's confusing. The thing I associate TGS with is I went there uh, September 2013 and I got to play Deep Down. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably, no one will ever play that game again. <sighs> oh That's my. not going to be real. And also, it was the most confusing demo because it was all in Japanese. And the person demoing it to me was in Japanese and just didn't speak English. Right. And they kept giving Japanese me. person. Yeah, they kept. Like, they weren't in the Japanese. The person was in, in Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> I, I previewed the new, or I didn't mean to, but they had a Monster Hunter set up with the new 3DS XL. And it was the first time that was there. And uh, I just c- called a bunch of people on our team over and I'm like, shoot this video take this picture and they're they're just so polite there that they're like please don't do that and i was like yeah i know i know I just, please uh just t- t- 10 more pictures here and some videos and they're like please please stop doing that and i'm like what i don't understand yes of course i you felt should, like i feel like you should have had a big cowboy hat on for that like, <laughs> yeah. what now, hold on now just a second i'm just trying there to make a, a brand new analog i'm not done eating yeah. my ribs yet yeah. yeah just eating a hamburger while you're doing it yeah i mean the actual location of the convention is not great because it's not like Wait, when if outside like, I'll say to anybody like if you if you want to go to Tokyo Go to Tokyo. Don't go to Tokyo for Tokyo Game Show because the actual like neighborhood is boring. It's a ways um, outside of Tokyo. Yeah, ways outside yeah. of Tokyo. What Chiba City? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Makuhari, Makuhari. Yeah, it's okay. it's pretty it's pretty far down and off the beaten path. Um, the closest thing there is Tokyo Disney, which is like a twenty five minute train away. Ah, um, Disney Sea. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's a fun. Well, that's time. interesting. I mean, it's I like when they're like, "Hey, Tokyo Game Show in the heart of over over there," you know, and it's it's kind of yeah. like, ah, San Francisco State, located in foggy, overcast Daily, Daily City. City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one one quick thing before we move off of Left Alive. Um, so if the Armored Core director, uh, if to- Toshifumi Nabishima, I yes. probably butchered that. If he's working on this, does that mean that From Software is not working on Armored Core? Not necessarily, because like you know. Um, I don't know. It's it's Miyazaki has a history in Armored Core, and he yeah. said in interviews with us that he'd be interested in going back to that well. And if he's done with Dark Souls, and you know, we'll get to where the hell Bloodborne Two is later. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I do he really is want a Dark Armored Souls that's just Armored Core? Yeah, so. that'd be so cool. Yeah, Robot yeah. Dark Souls would be really yeah. cool. What was the game? The Strain? The Strand? Oh, uh, Strain. The Strand. No Surge. No Surge. Surge. Yeah, there we go. that that yeah. was that was that was getting there. That yeah. was yeah. close. But yeah. I, I know I want the big robot. Yeah, there's one game. Uh, it was. Lost I'll put Planet that on a T-shirt for you. I want the big robot. I want the big robot. Uh, no, but like Lost Planet Three, I yeah. thought had a really cool approach where they were like it was kind of like a modern version of of uh, Blaster Master mm-hmm. in that you were like mm, yeah, and it's it's also sort of what what Diva has going in Overwatch where there's almost like this two tiered like life system where you you can still continue after your mech gets screwed up, but right. it's different severely underpowered yeah. and there's certain things you can only. I mean, I guess even. yeah, Titanfall has that going yeah. for it too. But mm-hmm. I love the idea of like hey, explore this world in your mech, but some parts you got to get out of it and then you're vulnerable and it's yeah. interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, Final Fantasy IX is out today on PS4. Uh, it's got all those fun little things like 
like fast forward mode and don't attack me cactuses. Yeah. I'm trying to see the story mode. Yeah, it's got auto leveling. It's got turn off random encounters, um, all this stuff. It's sort of just like a port of the PC version that came out early last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is super cool. If you haven't played Final Fantasy IX, like to me, it is second it was, best Final Fantasy. It, I, yes, after yeah. 12, I completely mm-hmm. agree. But I think it's, it was the end of, of an era for Square. As a whole, this came out in 2000. This came out, I think, right before Spirits Within came out. Yep. And uh, oh, right. Yeah. It was Sakaguchi. Last... It cost the company $100 million. Sakaguchi left. Like, and Square completely changed their trajectory after yep. huh. It was the last. Uh, it was the last Final Fantasy for the original PlayStation. Yeah. So uh, also because it was the ninth one, they decided to go back to their roots. So this one has like a very medieval setting. Some of my favorite characters in oh, all yeah. of Final Fantasy: Vivi, Steiner, yeah. uh, Zidane. Yeah. Like the, some really awesome characters. It's like genuinely funny. So um, I played through about half of the. The remaster edition on iOS last year. Right, right, right. Yeah, this um, has been ported a bunch of. Yeah, this and it's it like it's fine to play it on iOS, whatever. But like, I missed having a controller. I'm really glad that it's coming to PlayStation Four because it is a game that I've been meaning to replay for a decade. Mm-hmm. And I got about halfway there, and now I can go back and finish it. On yeah, PlayStation. one of the major problems of the PS One version was like it was it it tried to push the PS1, because this came out 2000, like, PS2 was already a thing. It tried to push the PS1 so far that, like, it took 25 seconds to load into battles. So, did that this was... game tank financially? Did well, this no. game? No, yeah, this no, game no, did no. not. So, why did you say they lost uh, Spirits, Spirits Within? Spirits Within. Yeah, tanks. right. Yeah, they literally, they, opened, they, <laughs> so so they opened a Hawaiian studio just to make that movie, and their whole plan was, like, that the digital character, the main character of the movie was going to become a digital actress God. and, like, model. And they the totally movie, jumped the, the gun. Tank. Yeah, I mean they they could have had it now. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that yeah, Lightning, Lightning is, is like, a digital model. Is a Chanel model. Yeah, yeah, she's a yeah. Chanel model. Yeah. Well, also like Square Enix puts out I don't know like Advent Children and and uh, the uh, King's Glaive or whatever, yeah. and like they they're finally at a point where that stuff's doable. Also, but. two bad films. <laughs> A lot of jumping. Yeah. A lot of jumping, jumping in those movies. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy IX is a great. good film. If you haven't played it or haven't played it in quite a while, you we should get this version. Nine out of ten jumps. Uh, and we're playing, we're doing a Let's Play of Final Fantasy IX later. Brian's never played it. I love it. I'm going to teach him. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm let's a, let's that. play of a turn-based JRPG from 17 years ago. We'll make it work with Brian. We'll what make could it go work? wrong, dude. You and I get together on the weekends and we watch trash films from we the 70s. We certainly do. <laughs> you watched anyway. *Mortal Kombat Annihilation* with not Christopher Lambert. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't from the 70s. That was from 1997. Felt like it was from the 70s. Might as well have been. Anyway, cost seventy dollars to make it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Monster Hunter World gets a release date. It is January 26, 2018, which is one week after Nino Kuni 2. Monster Hunter World looks rad. I've been kind of like just ignoring that because I'm not really a Monster Hunter yeah, guy. So but Brian and I have had the conversation. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we've, we've had the conversation several times that like I think he and I both, as Nintendo boys, have tried to get into Monster yeah. Hunter 12 times yeah. and it just won't click. And this game, I'm stupid excited for. It looks awesome. Like I just. I think it's a sense of scale because most of the Monster Hunter games have been on uh, traditionally underpowered systems, right? 3DS, PSP. DS, PSP, uh, Wii U, mm-hmm. uh, Wii. Like, so the idea that it's this nearly photorealistic giant scaled dragon chasing you through what? this giant open world, like, I'm really excited. What photo of a dragon is it trying to be? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it sucks. There's no good photos of dinosaurs. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 
<laughs> no, they were on our, bad photos of dinos. There I are that. I, I know just that. selfies. They were on our Gamescom live show, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, one of the things I really appreciated about the way they built out this world is the the demo they showed us starts off with this like mother lizard sort of eating something and then carrying it back to her nest and puking it onto the babies and the babies eating it. Yeah. And they they wrote in all these scenarios in which these creatures will interact sort of with their environment and kind of dynamically like climb on things and yeah. crawl on things and just eat off of stuff that's like living and growing and i find that so interesting it's not just like a monster standing in a field waiting to get beat yeah. up on so that's what i've always i've tried to verbalize this and i think some, somebody who very much likes monster hunter got mad at me in the comments for it or whatever but I, I think i said something like it's very it's always been very systems heavy with more of an emphasis on like and i don't know stats and and like you're you're attacking a monster and you're stabbing at the leg or whatever but it's more like Here's the hitbox for the leg, and here's your character with this mm-hmm. weapon that has this damage value. This feels like it's actually there's an ecosystem. Yeah, and like all the stuff we saw in that one very like very kind of uh, E3 demo that was very it seemed very like fudged. Like, oh, it was, yeah, a, it was yeah. bad. It was, it was just a, bad a weird. Reveal. It was a weird reveal. Yeah. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a, inherently a little bit of like a sort of whack-a-mole feel to the gameplay of Monster Hunter games, at least from what I, I you know experienced in the past. And that like it's not just like you run up on a guy and you start beating up on him and then you win. Like you're managing a bunch of different systems. And one of them is that your weapon gets dull in the middle of fighting and you have to like kind of pull the side and sharpen it. And some people are really into that. And for me, it's like one system too many that it starts to get like terrifying. Well, I kind of get that with like, I mean, the Witcher head stuff where you're like, oh, you're fighting vampires. You need you need like vampire oil. Yeah. Like a special stone for your sword to like make it make it better. And there's a little timer in the corner of it's running out, which I think is cool. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's I'm this game looks it looks more. I don't know tactile. I guess like it looks like it's it's you're actually engaging with the world around you, as the title would suggest, and mm-hmm. also it just seems like a huge, huge technical step up in yeah. every, every way. So well, a lot of it's based on like actual real world environments, not actual real world animals or you know dragon sores or whatever. But uh, they they shot a lot of like stuff in. Australia and huh. then built levels based on the environment. Oh, that's there. cool. So that's right. I think, yeah, it's really cool. There's a also, lot of cool stuff going the on. The trailer they dropped for TGS is just like, I'm like, oh, this super is super cool. This yeah, looks like cool. a lot of story going on. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're just cats everywhere and they're cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was one thing that kind of turned me off about that trailer is just a furry little cat man mixing up a big stew. I mean, and it was like, that can't be hidden. Hygienic. hygienic right yeah yeah i think from like Doesn't a seem from right. like a hygiene perspective i don't like the cat cooking for me but right. in, in like a video game i think it's pretty but cool. also one of the things that uh that i saw in the pre-gamescom build uh in the uk office when i was there they got a chance to like do an extended preview of it and there's parts in that game where you will wade through like waist high water to go and hunt something down and when you do that your palico the cat that follows you around he gets in a little inflatable raft. Oh, that's, that's amazing. great! That's that's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, I, I saw that. that and I was like, sold. Yep. yep. That's yep. like that. That's like that puppet that rides around on the dog in Labyrinth. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> See, anyway. he cleans. He cleans himself in the yeah. water, and yeah. he can so cook for you. Just a little splish splash. Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. like it's a game about putting like a two foot barbecue meat rack in your backpack, and then yeah. pulling it out in the middle of the sun and be like. <laughs> <laughs> I also yeah. think it's coming out at a good time. Like, if this was coming out on October 27th, I, I, I'd be like, all right, I'm probably going to have to put yeah. it to the wayside. I am a little bummed that it's coming out so close to Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, am I going to have to power through that game? Because I feel like yeah. Monster Hunter, it, like, 
Nino Cooney, we're probably guaranteed 50 to 60 hours. Yeah. Monster Hunter, I feel like, is going to be way, a way bigger time commitment. Yeah. So it's like, well, which do I choose here? To, like, Nino Cooney looks awesome. It by looks the way. awesome. Yeah, I'm totally lukewarm about it because I love. I love the, the first one. So the familiars much. were so yeah. good. I love the little familiar, little little Pokemon. So what don't, play, what don't you I, like about this one? So the new one, no you're, you're playing as you're playing as humans first right, and foremost. Right. So it's kind of a more conventional action RPG in that sense that you're like, here's your party, you're playing as them. Yeah. Got these things that are called like Zwinkles or Donkles or some something, and they're like Zundles, star people who come out and help you or whatever. And it's kind of like funny. a Pikmin system. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Pikmin rather than Pokemon. Yeah, basically. yeah. I just is, I'm, I, a have lot. You played it? No. It's so it feels really good. The oh, yeah. I'm sure it yeah. does. Yeah, I just miss it because it was like there was this level of like kind of fun Pokemon customization yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh, you got like a, a Totoro with underwear and bat wings that wants to like, and you can feed it little truffles. And it'll, like, your I think I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the art direction they took in the overworld. I know it's been really divisive yeah. with people, but um, just the fact that they went with a sort of more like top down old school RPG approach with the, from going town to town, yeah. area to area. Uh, it's really cool. And there's still like treasures and stuff everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I think also the fact that it's, it's on current gen, is going to be huge because the last one was like I don't know it was just the kind of thing where you turn on your PS3 and had to load it up and everything. Yeah. Whereas if I just have it left on and I have like ten minutes to play, yeah. like yeah. suspending it and popping and it, the, up, God, the animation is stunning too. Yeah. 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 Uh, in other news, Shadow of the Colossus PS4 has a new gameplay trailer. The still the release date is the year of 2018. Um, this game looks insane. Yeah, I really didn't expect it to be next year. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely yeah. would have thought this was a, a well, 2019 game. It could still be. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Believe it when you're playing it. So this had the first like actual sort of deep dive gameplay footage of uh, the game because the the E3 reveal was pretty much just a teaser and a hey this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this looks like it is from the ground up a remake. Like it doesn't look like it's just a visual remake. Like there are things with Colossi like busting through walls. I think mm-hmm. it was the, the second Colossi. the second one the under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like I don't remember that moment uh, yeah. in the original game. So I was talking to Pear about it my, as well, and the two of us were like, did this happen or not? Yeah. And I, I think that that's all new animation. Yeah. yeah. But then one thing is, like, the Colossi looks scary. Like, there was always sort of a sense of dread because, like, they were, you know, the, they were relatively peaceful things yeah. that you were the one who... Yeah. No, I'm, the I'm getting, yeah. like... like uh, Berserk Ava One from Evangelion vibes. Yeah, seriously. Like just this, like, oh, here's this big, t- like, Titanic thing that's kind of not in control of itself. Yeah, which yeah. is a little bit. Mm-hmm. That seems really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, uh, I think adding a level of sort of like fear or menace to them is interesting because mm-hmm. it sort of detracts from the thing you just implying sure. that like <laughs> you do feel like the nuisance in that game. Yeah. Like when you when you come to the lake in that game and there's just that like that giant sort of sea monster colossi like. You feel like you disturb this natural habitat yeah. of this like beautiful living Could creature. Could have just left them alone. And then you get on its back and you yank on its hair and you stab it in its yeah. like m- you know neck heart or whatever. Yeah. And it dies. And you're like, great. No, it's all because thanks. you're selfish and want to save your weird sister. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is Blue Point making this. Uh, right? is doing yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. They're doing. They're yeah. pretty much remaking it from the ground up, and they've done a bunch of HD remasters and stuff. Are we worried at all about them? Taking too many liberties with stuff, like of if course, they, if yeah. They shift the tone, yeah. When, or, I mean, when we first I, heard about this, we we brought up you know the original trilogy and George Lucas and special right, editions. Right. And yeah, stuff. Uh, I, I that's always a concern. I think that like you guys are already sort of like noticing stuff that wasn't there to begin with, and I think you can only go so far with that kind of stuff before you're kind of you know you're talking about a real like twin snake situation. And that's right? exactly yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah. like if you can still have the core gameplay 
be the same, but add stuff sort of in the in the margins that manages to totally shift the direction of it. Sure, I think Twin <laughs> Twin Snake straight up broke the gameplay of that game well, because sure. It was, well, but I'm know, talking about like back flipping yeah. over a missile. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. If like a Colossus is like or a Colossus is crashing through a wall and being like more aggro, you're like, well, it's still I'm I'm it, still climbing it myself. Yeah, and so. you do like three cartwheels and they play a Crystal Method song. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not into all that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I guess I didn't know the the changes that they're making will like narratively will be minimal like yeah. i'm assuming we're going to see more more of these sort of intro animations to make that sense of grandeur a little more um uh present yeah uh i'm actually more concerned that they won't make changes to things like the grip meter the way that it controls yeah. the grip meter the camera like the frame rate because even like the game looks gorgeous but even in this trailer you can see some stutter there like, is, that sucks because otherwise there's they, no reason to make this they game. They have to fix the yeah. frame rate because yes. like that game dropped down to like five frames. Yeah, it was yeah. like legitimately yeah. like single digit teens frames. Yeah, yeah, that's no, single that's gotta be digit fixed. teen frames. Um, <laughs> single digit teen frames. That sounds like a like a discount sunglass store for <laughs> for kids in high school. Um, yeah, so I. I I, I'm totally with you guys. I think the technical issues here are first and foremost the most important things that mm-hmm. have to be fixed. If 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 there's still stutters, if it still like slows to a crawl when you're playing it, and I think you guys are right. Like it, the controls thing is such a weird love it or hate it thing because there are people who swear by it because that's what they got good at. So I, like I, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but like the I played this game through PlayStation Now uh, last year. Same, you, you, yeah, same. And uh, People that think that the controls are, are swear by the controls are crazy. Like yeah. those controls are just they're very 2007 or whenever that game came out. When did that come out? 2006. I thought no. the Last yeah. Guardian did a better job at modernizing the last them. Felt the same way. Like, well, it was marginally better. Marginally I think better. these are I'll controls that. that are sort of made in a vacuum. Yeah, and it's in the same way that if you can if you screw around in like a regular third person shooter and then you jump over to something like. Uh, I don't know, like Mad Max or or The Last of Us, and you're like, wait, I'm using a, tr- a shoulder button to run. That's odd. I'm not well, using yeah. that at if, all. It feels like, like controlling, like when the, when you go back and play something like Heavenly Sword or Eco, and you go to move the camera, and you're like, oh, they built this camera on a slider. Yeah, it just goes back and forth. And to modern gamers, that is completely insane. Yeah, like it adds something. I mean, that's how you play Telltale games. Yeah, you know, like it makes sense when you're looking into a diorama like p- picture box type thing. But when you're playing like a 3D, you know, big, yeah. big picture action game. It doesn't work like that. So I, yeah, I hope they do modernize it to an extent. I think it's kind of um, like it's not. It's not great that the the game is fifteen dollars and there's one colossi and you have to buy all the edition. <laughs> no, I got no, so I many people scared. <laughs> I don't see any universe where they don't have like classic control mode and then like modern. See, or, that's a or, great solution. Yeah. I like I like that a lot because then you don't have to worry about um, breaking any hearts. Basically, yeah. didn't even I think even the the remaster had that where it was like here's a different. Oh, the one that came out the eco. Yeah. Eco Shadow Collection. Yeah, I remember. So I, I think. think so. Long story short, we want them to make the right changes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with with changing stuff. It's just I think with, with something that is so sort of iconic, changing like story and stylistic things is is much trickier than like technical upgrades. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, people who are like, well, and I that, love the old frame rate. That like, story just, is is so sparse and like so dear that I don't think that they could really take too many liberties without changing it dramatically. Sure. Right. Right. I'm super curious. I know Team Eco isn't working on this, but I'm super curious by what happens to those people now. Because we know Ueda, he left during Last Guardian, mm-hmm. and then he like sort of contracted to to help get it through the finish line. Right. Um, but what about the other 7,500 people who worked on that game? Not 7,500, 75 or 100. Yeah, right? I'm, um, I mean, I'm hoping that something like this is a good sort of stopgap 
from a studio shutter or massive layoffs yeah. or anything. Because, I mean, The Last Guardian did not perform well no. after all of that, um, which we all anticipated. Even if that game had been the top-selling game on NPD for five months in a row, would not it have would not have yeah. made its money back after, yeah. you know, a 50-year development <laughs> cycle. Uh, so this is good because it'll it'll bring some some cash flow into the studio yeah. and, and I give don't them know an opportunity to do something cool. Maybe Sony Japan Studio, which we know they released, like, five six games in the last year maybe they absorb those people mm-hmm. bring them on to, to teams because we know this is like i don't know i if if i ran a studio like this which i clearly am incapable of doing <laughs> but uh i would i would start doing stuff like merchandising like i wish yes. they did more toys Dude, i wish they God. did more model kits like yeah. i mean if you could just get a trico stuffed animal yeah like i mean, I mean so they made they, they made one of those they, they were selling um they were selling that at psx last year i think okay. yeah. um yeah, they make those. I mean, those like, are cool, dude. Like, oh god, like Figma of like the of the Colossi would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, just I don't know. The more make more model kits, toys. Yeah, I love stuff like that. And I mean, they and they sell really well in Japan. There's still a market for that. It's where's my all... Funko Pop? Yeah, ugh, get out of here. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of model kits and robots in Japan and whatnot, Zone of the Enders Two is getting a remaster with 4K visuals, fully playable on PSVR, which is pretty much insane that's awesome uh, i i hope <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be nauseating because it's first person and you're inside the cockpit and the cockpit in zone of the enders is right in the dunkus yeah yes, that's where true. the cockpits are they're right yeah in the okay yep. nothing you're saying right is bad groinal. yeah so that's the first time i've ever played right VR up in the gooch yeah so okay so grundle which you guys played zone of the enders Zach? i played a I played, little bit i played both games yeah, yeah. okay i i know it as the thing that came packed in with the metal gear solid yeah, two sure. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. most of us did yeah. <laughs> so zone, uh, zone of the the original zone of the enders fine zone of the enders 2 is really really cool good. game yeah really good game yeah i'm surprised it's, you didn't play it because it has like i don't like i don't like the for mechs. a man that wants really? the big robot yeah. you don't like what i don't like the mechs i'm like really i'm really fussy about mechs like i'm very like there's like are they too pointy for you they're too point they're too like they're too fancy like they're too yeah. like they're too like ballerina. Mechs. Yeah, they're. I mean, I'm cool with some of those. It like looks like a like a weird pencil case kinda, I, with a bunch of I don't know it's, pen caps and st- stuff sticking out. They're weird. Looking. I'm like that. I, like half half the Gundam series out there. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. I don't like it. It's not grounded enough. But I'm like, that one makes sense. And it does, they, 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 none of them makes sense. It's why I couldn't get in. Honestly, why I couldn't get into Pacific Rim. I didn't like the designs of the. the yeah. Well, yeah, those designs. Yeah, are bad. See, those ones I like because yeah. they're they're like kind of like they're they look like machines still. You know, and you can kind of be like, I could see how somebody would design that. And yeah, you love Evangelion. I was going to say, you're an Evangelion fan. Well, that's a long, that's another story entirely. Now it's Evangelion. Basically, big old cyborgs. But anyway, sure. Um, spoilers if you haven't seen that. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a man in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> large, large, angry boy. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's just I, I, they always were. They look like very pointy, and they're they're like ice skating around in like in space, but it's also cyberspace, and there's mm-hmm. all this like weird AR stuff, and it just seemed like such a far cry from like. I don't know Metal Gear Rex being this big lumbering sure. like sure. tank thing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, Which I would totally play a VR game of, by the way. Oh god, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. just take they, that take that part from from five where that the, like, oh that'd be yeah oh, that'd be just, really just do that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that in VR. I think Can the you, interesting thing about this is that Konami is reissuing yeah, a thing sorry, that yeah. Kojima worked on. That's I think the hugest thing here. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and is his not, name going to be somewhere in this game? Yeah, um, it has to be right. Yeah, Zone of the I don't know. Two, will it say will, it's, will it say Lord and Miller at the beginning of the Han Solo movie? Like, who knows with these things anymore? But the reality is, is that these IPs uh, sort of usurp the people who worked on them yeah. and the creators behind them. So that's just 
something it, we have a tough time dealing with that as 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 sort of content consumers and i know that the backlash around uh metal gear solid what is it online survive survive, survive. Yeah. uh has been has been heated and justifiably because that you it, it get it gets all tangled with like the hr issues and then them cutting off like a uh, health care for people and stuff like that sure. just gets ugly but if you're working on this game and it looks cool then like yeah i want to give it a chance like but it sucks to have to sort of like you know dance I mean, around yeah. all that stuff i would love so much if we got i i don't know like if they started putting out like a metal gear greatest hits hall of fame and it's like here are sections of all of the metal gear games redone in the fox engine you know like here's here's a chunk of of here's awesome. the t- yeah here's the, the here's the tanker yeah here's the the first part of uh i don't know going to going to outer heaven in the first game yeah like, yeah totally modern setting and i'm yeah. probably never going to get that but I, mean, I, I, th- I think you'll sooner see them go in a new direction because that specifically is like stepping on sacred ground there. That is like Kojima is so – They made a snake eater pachinko them. machine. I, don't th- I, think, I think that's such yeah. a deviation that it doesn't matter. That's like – you like to go in a pachinko parlor, you have to be insane anyway. Like I'll be like, honest. They are some of the most threatening buildings I've ever yeah. been in in my life. I mean to, to revisit any of just the, the stuff I love about, about the Metal Gear series – on PS4 in that in that engine from Phantom Pain because Phantom Pain is such a such a goddamn good game that yeah. going back to the other ones after that is really difficult. Right. Um, I was just like I was like daydreaming about that game on the on the on the train on the way to work this morning. It's mm-hmm. like it's so it's so good. Yeah. And like on that basis, like I'm excited about Survive because it's like it's the same some, core some game more play, of that. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. right. I hate the weird zombie men, but like the cordyceps. Cordyceps yeah. are coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, anyway. I, I'm Zone of the Enders too. Uh, I. It's kind of a nice little glimmer that there's like that Konami's not just completely axing anything yeah. versus Kojima. On also, it. side well, note, like I was going to say real quick, like it's kind of amazing we've never seen that business model kind of ever again. Of like, oh, you want to play this demo or you want to play this like vertical slice yeah. of this new game coming out? Uh, check out this completely different thing. Yeah. You can we only s- get it here. Well, we I mean, that's what everyone associated with, with crack. Like the first Crackdown came with the Halo Three beta. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We had that with uh, uh, Episode to Sky. Like yeah, last year. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Go, f- go as far back as like Brave Fencer Musashi came with the Final Fantasy VIII yeah, demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You had to play uh, Type Zero HD to get yeah, the I to think get, City I think we still get yeah. that here and there. I think I, that's even how I played that stupid game Pac Man Verse, which ended up being really fun. Yeah. Was I had to buy like some weird Namco game called like iNinja or something like GameCube? that. For GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird stuff like that where it's just like totally sideways from what what you're actually expecting when you buy the yeah, I'll, I'll buy I'll buy some trash if I get to play a little slice of something I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call Zone of the Enders trash. <laughs> no, I know. Sure. I feel like the game. One of the things that sh- strikes me about Zone of the Enders on PSVR is that it works narratively. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think it's really it's a really smart game to bring to VR because mm-hmm. you're physically putting yourself in a different space just as the character is to control a giant robot like that. Yeah. yeah. It's also What's, good to see support for this thing. Can like you, PSVR, yeah. period. Yeah. Because it's like, and I know games come out every single week. We, you know, we've admittedly been sort of lacking in checking those out because we've been pretty scattered here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, I, we get the question a lot almost every single week when we ask for questions for the show. And people are like, would you recommend a PSVR now? And I'm, I'm always like, like, I, the the experiences I had when that thing launched are priceless. Like the 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 ten or fifteen like just amazing games on there are like there's nothing like there's yeah. nothing like them. You know, playing through I think uh, like uh, Batman the first time it was it was so so special to yeah. me. But right now in this day and age, like it's hard to say jump in there at the current price. We've seen some deals recently and stuff like that, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll, we'll, get, see. we'll get people who are like, hey, uh, should I get this Vita for 100 bucks on Craigslist or whatever? And I'm like, yes, yeah. of course, go yeah. for it. But yeah. it's That's also no like, question. you're not really investing in a future. You're investing in a, in a library. In a legacy. You know? yeah. yeah, I think with this specifically, you're dealing with a, 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 a system, a console effectively, that mm-hmm. is less than a year old. Yeah. That is still sort of fighting to prove itself sure. amidst the entire landscape of, of VR, period. Yeah. So I love that thing. I just... It's just that much more of a hassle to use, you know. It's got a bunch of cords and stuff. I got to find the headphones and like wipe off the screen and stuff. That might be my biggest like, barrier for it, actually. Yeah. That and the fact that like there's still no like sophisticated solution for uh, having it work with a PS4 Pro makes it so when I sit down to play a PlayStation game, I want it to look as best as possible. If I want to pop over and do some VR stuff, like I'm finagling HDMI cords in my yeah. cabinet, and that's stupid. Like yeah. that's a stupid thing to have to do. Yeah, yeah. fix I mean, it. I think the convenience of, of gaming is, like, that's such a key thing to, like, it. I mean, the Nintendo Switch is a perfect example of that, that it's just, are you playing at home? Are you playing on the go? Whichever. You just you grab know, it. Just swap it. Button, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, I and, love And rest mode and exactly. PS4. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. That's that's totally, like, changed how I play games because, like, I'll be like, oh, I have to go do something. Well, I don't have to save and, and exit and shut down and everything, and I'm not yeah. worried about losing progress. Um, so there's no sense of, like... I don't know, buyer's remorse in that sense. And, mm-hmm. and VR doesn't hasn't quite reached that point yet, you know? It's still, like, just that much more to set up. It's the but same I mean, thing, like, look at Netflix. Like, it remembers the the second of the episode exactly. you're yeah. watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you pick up on a on your phone or a separate device, and it's like, you were here. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so, it's so, like, pampered to be like, oh, convenience is important. But, I mean, like, I don't know. If I put on a VR hat and put in headphones and I, like, get all calibrated and everything. Like, you have to calibrate it, you know? And then if, like, then the dog's like, I got to go, I got to go dunk outside, you're like, well, now I have to take off my hat and mm-hmm. go deal with this. And it's also the thing myself. of like when you turn it on, the if you like, I, I I know with mine, you can't wear it for like the first five or six minutes without it getting fogged up. You have to like give it a second. Mm-hmm. And it's also like your move controllers use a separate charging cable than your PS4 DualShock. Why, does. Wait, why is it fogged up? You got steamy it, eyes? No, it just does. It's heating up. It's yeah, it's get it's getting ready to do some cool stuff in space. Yeah, pre- oh, like a turkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to spit in it like a scuba goggles and just rub it around oh, in the I'm water. Sure, what you were yeah. Oh, yeah. there. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Anyway, scuba gear. Anyway, let's uh of PSP as far. This uh uh the, the hit iPhone game Neko Itsumi Kitty Collector is getting a PSVR version. God, mm-hmm. what? At like three in the morning, Andrew was writing news for this, and I think I got a text, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, yeah. I'm "Drunk and asleep." Please. He don't. tweeted. He tweeted out last night, and he's like, "Finally, a reason for me, Andrew Goldfarb, <laughs> to buy a PS4." Did I'm, you guys? I'm, I'm so interested in this because I love. Uh, I love kittens. Well, no, I, I, you know, animals are great, but I love PSVR stuff or VR stuff in general that's so like hyper stylized. Oh yeah. And this game is almost entirely hand drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, how does that translate to a sort of 3D VR experience? For those of you not in the know, this game is about basically living in a weird Japanese apartment and collecting cats and accessories for them. And then the more you take care of them and the better you do, it's sort of like Nintendogs. You start uh, amassing this small army of animals that live with you. You get like like weird samurai cat and -hmm. and just other... Fat cat. Fat cat run? Yeah, well, Tubbs Tubbs is is the worst one. He shows up and he'll just eat all the food. So he's like kind of like he'll yeah, but in VR you can, you can swat him away with the move controller. So what is this? What, what the hell is this game in VR? Because like, are you just hanging out in that I house? I don't know. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's exactly what Brian was describing. It's it's the game, but in VR. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be like, like you're in a cartoon. I which I think is cool. How that works. My my guess is you can sort of like um, manipulate stuff around the room. Yeah, and yeah. point and click at different corners of the room and go there. It'd be um, cool if it had sort of a job simulator aspect where you could sort of. 
interact with everything in the room and like you know, maybe you could do a nice pet on a cat. Yeah, I mean, the pet dogs had that with you, you rubbing the screen. So Throwing the here. bottle at the cat, or yeah. the dog, whatever. I mean, on the plus side, like if you're watching this at home and you're like, that's not for me, like you have to understand that this is a tremendously popular game or at least was for a long time. Yeah. So seeing this kind they're of support coming. Movie? They're making a movie. Yeah, they made a movie in Japan. Yeah, it's called Garfield. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> this is a tremendously popular game in Japan and seeing that kind of support come to PSVR is, cool. is, is great. Mm-hmm. And like, it, you know, like I always say, like, you see stuff like that happen, it means that other stuff's going to come over and then it just gets better for everybody. So Yeah. No, I like to hear that. It's also just, it's the strangest leap. Like, go, if you've got an iPhone or whatever, go download this right now and check it out. It's free to play. It's a super weird little goofy game. But, like, it's also so, so far removed from what I expect a, a VR experience mm-hmm. to be like. Yeah. So... That's odd. Like, yeah. I don't know what the... These cats are flat, hand-drawn cats, so I don't know what happens when you walk behind one of them. If you have like, at a certain angle, they it disappear. It's just like a piece of, bunch of, piece yeah, of paper. Say, yeah. It'd be really funny if it was like Paper Mario where you could just see... Where yeah. if you turn to the side, they go invisible. You're like, oh, my God! Whoa, what happened to that cat? <laughs> cats do that sometimes. They'll just turn invisible. You That's know, true. You never know where they went. They were in the hamper. Anyway, uh, there's also Japan Studio VR Music Festival, which is... What is this? It I wrote down, it's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, but with songs... <laughs> Because they, didn't, they haven't really showed gameplay, but it's like they showed uh, it was the, the the image was starring Cat from Gravity Rush and the what's his name Toro, like the little cat mascot boy. Have they confirmed that it's oh, the Onion Cat? I always call him Onion Cat. You can call him Onion Cat. You can yeah. call him anything you want. He's Toro though. His name's Toro. Call, you call him what you want to call him. Man. I, I mean, am gonna call him his name. <laughs> I call him Meowmers. Um, but no, like, did they actually say this is a game or? It's a PSVR thing. It could also. Just, it sounded like it was an experience. experience I, just, I yeah. read like a. I don't know, like a single blurb on it. But like, oh, like that thing I did where the elephant peed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, first party yeah. zoo game. Experience, yeah, yeah, that's so good. I mean, I think that's to be for this to be like a full fledged game. Seems I just in terms of how it's sort of branded, like to open it up with like, oh, it's the Japan, it's Japan Studio. That's kind of like a casting a wide net. But but also, uh, does that mean Prop is going to be like if this is a music festival? That that dog better rap for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. want to sit That's there. Another like dog. He seems like a perfect. I fit. want him to aggressively rap at me. That's another flat two D animal that if you look at from the side in VR, he'll vanish. He'll just uh-huh. No, he was in the hamper. Max already said the dog's no, the, the not dogs, in there. No, they just go out in the yard outside. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the big question is, where's Bloodborne two? Because that's the thing that you were all hoping for. Yeah, we were texting each other about this yesterday, yeah. being like, is it worth? Sta-? I was asking you guys if you guys had any clues because I would. To- I was totally going to stay up till midnight if there was going to be a Bloodborne two thing. Eh, no. Yeah, I don't know when we. I don't know if there's ever going to be a Bloodborne. Yeah, there's going to be a Bloodborne. How yeah. could there not be? That's yeah. like one of the best selling games on PS4. Yeah, but then we don't know. Like, is it going to be FromSoft? Because or does Sony retain the rights to this? And can Japan Studio make that? Maybe that's what the cat, the Japan Studio VR Music Festival is. Maybe the the uh, <laughs> Vicar Amelia is one of the things mm-hmm. just singing a good. Tune oh, that would there. be great. <laughs> That'd be great. They're like, hey, great news, everybody. It's all your favorites. There's a, a, a lady, and there's a cat, and there's this nightmare. <laughs> yep. yeah. There's, yeah. That, there's that toilet full of hands. It's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> those little, those little like, weird clay babies that hang out. In the, yeah. in the Miranda bird, loves bird those. Bath. She's like, they're adorable. I'm like, how are we having this conversation? So they they're so they gross to me. If they were like the mice from Babe, they're like... Yep. Yeah. But TGS is still still happening. Maybe there'll well, be some... There's also Paris Games Week and PSX. That's the other thing. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, you would have imagined TGS was the place but they're going hard in paris next month and then uh, i mean psx last year was where we got the reveals for uh lost, lost legacy and for last yeah. of us two right and right so maybe they do well like, and that's true yeah. if if last year's any indication they're trying to make psx a much bigger event mm-hmm. and so if that's the case then i could definitely see them holding the, the reveal for blood yeah and have it be like mm-hmm. a teaser the full reveal at uh e3, e3. like gameplay stuff and then out yeah yeah Bloodborne was... It was out next fall. Oh, God, yeah. Dang. 
Bloodborne was um, oh, it's, first of all, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Second of all, it's been like dirt cheap on yeah. PlayStation. Oh, there's, it always dropped down to like ten or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, there's been like flash sales for it. Uh, it's it, I cannot recommend recommend this game enough. And even like I know you're probably like if you're like I I don't play the Souls games or whatever. Like doesn't this is, matter. it yeah. doesn't matter. Like it whoops your ass for the first few hours, and then if you just stick with it, it is the, the I was describing to you guys yesterday like the sense of wonder of turning a corner in that game to me mm-hmm. is kind of unmatched on anything on PlayStation. Yeah. Like there's dread and fear yeah. and there's this thrill of surviving an environment that you're walking into the, for the first time. And just that the sort of like so, sort of sort of like cre- sheer creative terror that happens yeah. when you walk into an area and you're like, what the f- yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah it's what like, is that? It's like the, the gothic action horror equivalent of how you feel in the witness when you're like what's going on here yeah. i'm gonna use my brain whereas with that you turn the corner and you're like oh my god where, there's a I hidden do? area in that game that you don't even have to do that's like oh, straight Kane up castle that's straight yeah. up the best castlevania game yeah. made in yeah. like 15 Kane years so like good. i need to go back to that game yeah, god, yeah. It's so good. Like, I, played, so good. I played that for a few hours and i was like this game is kicking my ass and i i, I don't know and i i then i walked away from it and i did that thing like when you're I don't know, like if you go to a carnival and you suck at a game and you don't get the prizes and you like go home from the carnival and you're like, next time I'll do better. I keep having that where I'm right, like right. mentally being like, here's what I need to do differently. The, yeah, game, been, the game doesn't teach you how to level up at the beginning. You have to go fight the first boss, die, and then you go go talk to the doll and you can start leveling up from there. You spend the first two hours grinding and then you are just awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the entire game opens up to you and no one, it, no, it, it's like it doesn't tell you that. It's sort of like... To throw back, it's like to to play Kid Icarus on the NES. Yeah. No one told you that game was an RPG. Mm-hmm. Like right. you have to grind in that game, and like I, you play it like a platformer, and you're like, this game sucks. Mm-hmm. So if you play Bloodborne like it's an action game, like it'll whoop your ass and you'll walk away. You have to treat it kind of like an RPG, yeah. and it's just. I mean, it's definitely an RPG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, revisiting definitely. like I'm revisiting it by watching Prepare to Try. Yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. all those like PTSD feelings again. Like yeah. when you get to certain bosses, I'm like, oh no. That sense of dread is a an uncommon thing that occurs. I feel like in video games as an adult yeah like i remember specifically like in resident evil 2 just every corner that i turned i was Ah. like oh god what is going to be around this corner and then you do it and you're like oh okay something's here or something's Mm -hmm. not and like i that that's what bloodborne brought for me was that same like sweatiness i had a little bit of that in the first half of resident evil 7 dude i i i was like grinding in the first hour of that game in that little town area repeatedly for so long uh, I could do that part blindfold. I knew yeah, exactly yeah. when that one piece of garbage with the cleaver would pop out from behind that garbage yeah. can, yeah. and it's it was a jump scare that was scripted, and I actually like would prompt it so I could get the blood from him or whatever yeah. you have to do in that game. Yeah, you got <laughs> and, blood. Yeah, you got that blood, and it still it still caught me off guard like one yeah. out of five yeah. times. Yeah. Well, it just got just that much sort of wiggle room of of not jank but like unpredictability. I yeah, feel like. and the, the yeah. world's actually engaging with you directly, dude. There's this like weird drunk swagger to so many of the enemies in that game too like you just see this dude like dragging this like metal like wrench behind him or something or like a big a sheath or like there's that part where you come up to that door and there's like you hear this banging noise and you come around on the backside and there's just this like giant this giant and you're like do i let him know i'm here because he'll kill me and then if you beat him you turn the corner and you meet these dogs for the first time right beyond that there's those those limp birds I love that game. Make no. another one. So I, what I love about that is the sense of this. God, sense I love of, that game. Sense of space. Yeah. Like, even aside from the challenge and the, and, the, and the dread that goes with it, but the sense of not exploration, not level design, but just an entirely grounded, fleshed out world. And that's such a rarity. Mm-hmm. Like, to have something like that that doesn't just feel like a hub world or a menu or just something like a hallway that serves a purpose. Like, 
that's what I love about Phantom Pain is there are so many areas of that game that I like. I remember them like physical places I went. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. I have dreams about that part where you go to Code Talk or up that waterfall, like that right. river, and there's just those like those snipers like pegging you off, and then there's a bunch of dudes loading boxes or something, and like like I can picture that in my mind, yeah. like a physical place I went to. Isn't that weird? Right. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that so much. That's so cool. I don't I mean, really get that with a lot of like old school games, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about like Hyrule Field every now and then, but when you go back as an adult, it feels so small in comparison. Right. But yeah, that there's like sections of Bloodborne that I think about and they haunt me. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like like that that part with all the hyena cages. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I think about walking through that area like at night, like I'll turn a corner in a city at night by myself. What if they're hyena cages? And I'm like, who knows? Well, do you ever <laughs> Maybe. Have, like, growing up, did you ever have like a neighbor whose house you saw a whole bunch of times and then one day you got invited over and yeah. suddenly you saw the inside of their house and you're like, oh, this is what it's like. I yeah. suddenly know what the inside of your house looks like. Yeah. yeah. Or like working a job where you're like, oh, I've been to the pizza place a bunch of times. And then they're like, welcome to the kitchen. Here's your first day on the job. And you're like, this is an entirely new yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. And there's that sense of sort of unlocking the, yeah. the place that you're in. I just, I just love that. Yeah. And sometimes it messes it up for you. Like you and me went out to dinner with our significant others on Saturday night. And like my wife went into the back to use the bathroom and she was like, don't look in the kitchen. It's horrible. And we were like, but that was an amazing meal. And she was like, there's crab shells everywhere. And I'm like, Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodborne is just a health code violation. That's true. Yeah. Crab battle. Yeah. That's a good thing to yell before they shut down a restaurant. <laughs> Bloodborne. Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ultimately, I mean, this sort of heaping of praising on the first game, like, obviously we want a sequel super bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it is sort of a bummer to not hear about it. And I think Marty and I specifically, every big game show that comes up, we're like, this is it. This is going to be, be Bloodborne. This is where yeah. we get Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Yep. And yeah. then it, it's not happening and yeah. not happening. But you also have to keep in mind that game came out fairly recently and they made Dark Souls 3 and shipped that in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, they mm-hmm. made, well, they were in production on Dark Souls 3 sure. before. Um so yeah, we we might hear about it in the fall. It might be a ways down the road before yeah. we do. You know, I could very easily after Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne, uh, I, I could very easily see Miyazaki and from from wanting to take a break from either of those franchises. Well, I just want something then. Like, yeah. If it's not Bloodborne, I want something with his name on it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to replay that game. I mean, I think I'll wait until we're just far enough removed from how long it's been. I, it's been a couple of years now. I tried to replay it. Relatively recently, uh, using my new game plus. Okay, Super very hard. hard. Very Super hard. 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 Couldn't even get past the first boss, and I was like, nah. Oh, really? If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna restart. I okay. think I might do the same and just yeah. pick a different weapon, like go yeah. with a different direction with sure. my like you know items yeah. and suits yeah. and garbage. But mm-hmm. yeah, can I want to go beat up those hyenas. Zach, can we talk? Can we talk about the game really quick? <sighs> yeah, we can yes, talk about it. you guys can talk about Destiny. Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, GameFly. GameFly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at GameFly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. GameFly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to GameFly.com slash FarBeyond and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting GameFly.com slash FarBeyond. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. All right. Zach, it's so good. Uh, I'm happy you're happy. Can I start, please? Yes. All right. Um, So the thing about Destiny is I love this game. (laughs) So good. It's unbelievable. Like so, you were very 
experienced in Vanilla Destiny because you did beta. Yeah, because you did the IGN first. Yeah, so that's all that. I played. I spent like I lived and breathed that beta for a month. Yeah, and I played a lot of Vanilla Destiny up to and including the first raid because that was the only game I had for my PlayStation Four mm-hmm. when I when I bought it. So it was a. <laughs> You're really stressing me out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm no. I'm intently listening uh, to you. I, I think that I think that all the things that I I that didn't work for me in Destiny, mm-hmm. uh, the original Destiny, have are totally rectified and click for me in Destiny Two. And since its launch. Holy macaroni! Have I spent a lot of time playing yeah. this game? So, it's the only game that I've played in. Well, I've played a, I've played quite a bit of Metroid as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, it's the only PlayStation game that I've played in two full weeks, mm-hmm. and it's it's the first game since Zelda, and then the first game like Zelda was the first game in a very long time that I've literally played every single day. Yeah, is this every a, day? I'm yeah. like, okay, it's 9:30. That means I can get a solid two hours in. Is, is this like a serious game of the year contender for you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think so. Honestly, it's probably, like, it's probably number two for me right now. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I'm going to be talking about it in the same vein. I, I talk about Persona and Breath of the Wild and Hellblade. Honestly, but it's Horizon. Everyone it's, forgets Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. Horizon. Well. Don't I, Horizon. I think we're going to remember it again when Frozen Wilds comes up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Destiny to me, yeah. As someone who I made fun of the fire attach, uh, fire team, fire team, fire team tat. <laughs> The fire team fire chat uh, team. guys for years. Yeah. And then I Yeah, Marty and I both issued them formal apologies. Apologies. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm sorry, guys. Also, if you want like much more in-depth Destiny talk, listen to Fire Team Chat. Like yeah. they are they're they're done with the raid. They're they're already on Destiny 3. You know who else is done with the raid? This guy. We don't want the raid on Saturday. Yeah. Uh no, I think I'm addicted to this game the same way I was addicted to Persona, in that I sit down, I start playing, and then all of a sudden I realize it's ten hours. Yeah. Like literally ten hours. My my Saturday. I sat down. I got coffee at nine a.m. and then all of a sudden it was seven p.m. and I'm like, I need to leave and yeah. outside because I've, I don't know what just happened. Um, it made me. I forget because I didn't play so much of the first Destiny that uh, Bungie literally has the best first person shooter on a console feel. Yeah, oh God. Um, from, it's so it's such a rewarding feeling. Yeah. You think it feels like, better than like say Call of Duty, for example? Yes, I think yeah. I think I think from Halo One to Two to Three to ODST to Reach. Um, and then that same sort of tactile feeling is here where every gun feels wonderful. Pistols feel incredible. Auto rifles feel incredible. Sniper rifles feel incredible. Swords feel incredible. It just it feels the way you think this gun would feel, which is weird because I've never fired a gun. I've certainly never fired like a laser gun. Yeah, in um, space. In at space. A, at yeah. a blob or whatever. Exactly. You're fighting that um, but everything feels great. It's the constant drip feeding of every the, – the reward cycle mm-hmm. is, is perfect. And you don't have to – like everyone – kind of scared me of like you're gonna have to grind in order to get to the raid mm-hmm. and i got to light level like 270 just by playing naturally yeah, well that's like that's like oh i want to i want to try heroin but i'm scared of the needle it's like yeah. yeah but the thing that you get is worth it people can, really like you can it. eat it yeah, yeah charlie yeah. gum didn't lost no i mean <laughs> lord um no i mean like i remember playing the first one and being like okay so they did not really hire a story team yeah. but they definitely hired like a feedback loop team yeah. oh yeah they absolutely hired psychologists yep, to be yeah. like how do we get them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, something that really turned me off about it. And that's not to say that it's bad. I think it just after a certain point when I sort of identified it, I was like, oh, it's it's not the end result I'm after. It's the sort of, it's the this, the constant, the cycle, right, yeah. you know? Right. Well, I think what Destiny does that's really interesting uh, as an RPG, and this is a mechanic that probably ex- has existed in 100 MMOs before it that I've just not sure. been aware of because i'm not an mmo guy um the way that you level in the game 
it, it just promotes this sense of exploration and this sense of like, even though you're doing a lot of the same tasks multiple times, which they are better about in Destiny mm-hmm. 2 than they were in the first one. There are a lot more options of how to go about exploring the world mm-hmm. rather than just doing the same patrols or something like that. Like, like you have public events, you have you have uh, the aforementioned patrols, there's adventures and stuff yeah, that you can strikes do. Balls, strikes, still quests. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ton of di- variation in the stuff that you can do to try and, and work your way up. But it's also like Marty made it to 270, which is really impressive because I feel like the soft cap for this initial... Uh, 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 launch window is 265 and once you mm-hmm. get to 265 your progression slows way way down and that's sort of what separates the wheat from the chaff right like once you get to 265 then you have to start thinking about like what of my items can I upgrade to try and increase so the way that it works is like it takes an average for all your gear as far as I understand it mm-hmm. and you're like okay what can I do to this gun to increase to increase it by a few points to bring my overall average up and increase right. my light level or my power level from 265 to 266 or 268. Which and gives you me just, the chance of getting an exotic go, drop that's a couple levels higher than Right, yeah. so you get, you get these like incremental boosts, and then it's like you get to a point where I was stuck at 270, 271 for like three days, and I played for a few hours each night, and it was like nothing, 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 and I was getting so frustrated, and then something dropped and it jumped me up from 271 to 273 and those two points I was like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> two points uh, yeah, yeah. like yeah and God. it's that so kind is, of reward like is that luck of the draw it's a, a little, little bit, bit RG, but also doing but the smart also like, doing the smart events yeah. like knowing what to do uh, this is also one of those games that it like one of the reasons I like it so much is the communication I'm having with other people like in the game and Wait outside of the game the talking about Holy it I am so stoked to play the raid um, yeah, and the story, like you mentioned, the story in Destiny 1 was butt. The story mode, like the campaign in this is pretty good. You know the whole like, mom, mom, watch my dive, and then you screw up the dive kind yeah. of thing? I feel like Destiny did that with me, and everyone's like, Destiny, 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 and I'm like, all right, I'll try Destiny, and it was like, I don't know, I played the when it first came out, and I know it's better than that, and then I watched you playing for a while, and you just well, did a public event, and yeah. I was like, I don't, know, I don't know, this looks like more of the same stuff I wasn't into, and it's like whenever the thing happens that makes you fall in love with it, yeah. A, I'm not playing it, but also, I, I don't know, I'm just not there for it. What, yeah. What's right. nuts to me is like, I played... I don't know, probably 80 to 100 hours of the original Destiny, which in the grand scheme of games is not a ton of Destiny compared to like CJ or Sean Finnegan who've put thousands of hours into it, I'm mm-hmm. sure. One of those um, men has multiple children. I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. I mean, so I know how he made them, but I don't know how they're okay no, with he's his kind father of a, just he's playing He's kind of the game. exception to the rule. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. up with yeah. that. Um, just like puts them under a laundry basket with rocks on it. Yeah, maybe they're just very smart. They can drive <laughs> and stuff. Ram crackers or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know how it works. Boy for sale. <laughs> but ultimately, the the even the, with the amount of hours that I put in, I felt like I didn't understand that game mm-hmm. at all. Couldn't understand its systems. Like Couldn't figure it out. I, I wrote an article for IGN uh, after the Taken King came out that's like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I have no, no idea what oh, yeah. this is. Yeah. Right, um, right. And uh, this one, the sequel does such a better job at explaining at least how to get to the soft cap. Mm-hmm. Like, at least shows you, like, there's ways that you can figure out how to get to one level. And then, like Marty was saying, it's that that sense of community, that sense of, like, camaraderie where you're like, okay, I'm here. What do I need to do to get to this thing? And, like, last night, CJ and I stayed late to do the raid, to finish the raid, because I tried it on Saturday and just, like, crashed and burned. Like, it was not good. Sure. Um, but... I was at like my power levels at like 273 and CJ was like I'll take you in with a group of like pros we'll run this raid 
you can hang with us, and then when you get out of it, you'll have bumped up because of the gear that you get there. And so now I'm at like 277, and it's like such a rewarding feeling because now that my average is higher, that means that higher level gear will drop on me so I can move up faster. Yeah. And so it's like it's this perfect feedback. This it's like when they give, they give rich people iPods at yeah. like at parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of. I was just saying like the, the, the level system, it's up with a soft cap or the cap is like level 20 or whatever currently. Oh, that's, yeah, level doesn't really right. matter. It's right, right. Level. That's so yeah. weird to me because like I think you're grinding away at a game, you're, you're working your level, but then you get to like the, the light and it's like, it sounds like a credit score. Yeah. A little bit. It sounds yeah. like there's a lot of weird factors in play sure. and but you like, maybe don't. But there's like also there's also an interesting like mentor mentee. Like CJ helped you through the raid and then you're going to help me through the raid. Yeah. Like there's an interesting like paying it forward kind of thing. Like mm. someone so, helped you get something cool that was a little bit out of your reach, but once you get there you're going to look back and Are you guys are you guys going to stick with this one for a long time to come no, or I don't like think so. how, like how do you feel I'm your, like all in on Yeah, this. you're all yeah. in. So like yeah. I feel one of the things that one of the things that's tough about a game like Destiny and this hit me really hard with the first one is that that once you drop off, everyone gets so far ahead of you that it's like, I would want to do the raids in the original Destiny, but people would be like, oh yeah, you can totally do it with us. All you got to do is get to light level 350. And it'd be like, that's impossible for me right, right. now. Like, I'd have to play all day, every day for two weeks to even get to the point where I can hang with you guys. Well, that's like, where that's- it's, it kind of sucks for me right now because I have like a, you know, sort of like... I guess like loose maybe want to play this game a little bit and then like you guys have just like skyrocketed so far ahead that if I was to start today I'd be like hey I just got some shin pads or whatever I'd be like get out of here loser I think we missed the boat dude yeah I think we missed the boat we well, need to do the boat together I had this happened with, with uh, Borderlands 2 I think where yeah Borderlands I, is a good one for somebody that was, yeah. somebody was like hey uh like you gotta, I gotta, you gotta check this out. And I was just like to the party on it, and I jumped in, and this, I had a bunch. Of, I was like, "Hey, somebody, come help me out!" And this guy was like, "Here's a bunch of high level guns," and I was like, "Well, that doesn't seem fun. You're just leaving stuff on the ground for me to pick up. I don't know how I feel about that." Yeah, right. I don't right. know. Yeah, then then you miss the entire trajectory that they had, where they're just like, "Yeah, we had garbage guns, and then we got good guns, and then we got great guns." And you just walk in, and we get these like pity guns. Yeah, pity that sucks. <laughs> Have my old hand me downs, you know? I don't know. It's also the fact that to to worry about like falling behind the pack it's sort of like a peer pressure system well what's funny is like (laughs) cj i was talking to cj about it early because destiny came out on a week during a week where i was on vacation and so for the first day on whatever tuesday whenever i got the game i played it for a few hours like yes sure feels like destiny and then the second day i played it like all day made it a long way through the story campaign and was like, oh, I'm really digging this. And I was texting CJ. I was like, hey, I really enjoy this game. He's like, hey, if you really want to get into it, like, be prepared to, to commit 20 to 30 hours a week to this game if you want to like, keep up with everybody. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, that's stupid. Like, I'll never do that. Now I'm like, oh, okay, let's see. If I, if I stay in on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I... Uh, if I stop dating I anybody. Like, yeah, if I give like half of my Sunday, I could probably get to 20 hours, which might be enough to keep me in the Oh loop. my God, that's yeah, a second, that's a side job. It's yeah. bad news. Yeah, I got it real bad for this game. So I don't know how long that'll last for me. 20 hours? But I also feel like, I also feel like the way that the first Destiny worked and that it was a little bit cyclical, at least as, from an outside perspective, is that like, yeah, you jump in, you do your... your uh, the game resets essentially every Tuesday, so you go in and you do your milestones, and you do all, find as many Ingrams as you can or whatever, and then you kind of like hang back for a little while. Maybe you'll jump in an hour or so a day, and like that's fine. But also, I work at a company where I talk about video games all day, so mm-hmm. it's not feasible for me to stick with one thing forever unless I only want to be a member of Fireteam Chat. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they do a really good job of honing in on that, you know, 
Jack and that Waltrade's wasn't Master criticism of one. on Fireteam Chat. No, no, for sure. That's it's what it's I mean, what there's they, a reason it's our do. only show that focuses on a single game. Yeah, it's what it's yeah. what they do. It's what they're excellent at, and and they find the time for it. Whereas, like you know, like on NVC last week, we covered like fourteen different games, yeah. seven of which I'm actively playing. Right, like, it gets tricky. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's I I think I'm glad you told me that because that just pushed me away even further. Yeah. <laughs> you just saved me dozens of hours. My personal trainer this morning was like, it'd be good if you could work out about four or five hours a week. And I'm like, what are you goddamn crazy? <laughs> and you're like, how about 30 of sitting on the couch? And I'm like, actually, that sounds a little easier. Yeah. But no, uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to let that ship yeah. sail off. No, I'm totally with you. I don't, I, no disrespect to Destiny. I'm glad that like when Activision and Bungie were like, hey, we're working on this thing. It's called Destiny. We're going to be working on it for the next 10 years. And then the first one dropped. And I know a lot of people were like, Oh, okay. And then yeah. I'm glad that they finally did that thing. I, apparently they delivered on what Destiny 2 should have been and I'm Yeah, that's the thing is like I feel like Destiny Destiny 1 was a proof of concept. Destiny 2 is the game that people were expecting. That's how video games work. The yeah, second yeah. one's usually better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Destiny 1 was a rare drop. Destiny 2 is legendary. Well, uh, terrible. Um but yeah, I mean that's it's cool. I, again, it's like I I never got into Halo. I totally skipped entirely WoW, but it sounds like they kind of got it again. Yeah, it's a thing. Sure. So yeah. if you guys are enjoying it, there you go. And if yes, you sir. guys are enjoying it and are looking for another show to follow up on, check out Fireteam Chat because those guys are glued to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing something different now. We have a segment called Rapid Fire. I know you guys like it. It's where we answer weird questions about, uh, I don't know, our personal lives and, and preferences and cake and stuff like that. We're going to be putting that up exclusively on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond in video form only. That was Marty's idea. Don't get mad at me. I didn't pick that Tweet out. Tweet at McBiggity. Yeah. Tell him you actually like Alana's it. Idea. Or you okay, it was Alana's idea. No, but that's the thing. is the, That YouTube channel, that's where we're going to have our Let's Plays like, the aforementioned Destiny 1, and that's where we're going to break up rapid fire and do little sort of bite-sized cool videos. We're trying to build it out, make more cool stuff over there, so mm-hmm. go support that, please. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's the end of the... The video you literally wrote. This is the end of the video game show for rapid fire let's plays of the funny variety. Tune into YouTube.com/slash IGN Beyond. So there's that. That's good copy. Thank yeah, you. good yeah. copy. Good yeah. copy. Uh, I'm on Burgundy. <laughs> copy that. Ten four. Good buddy. Nine or nine or anyway. Follow us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Brian is Agent Bizzle, and mm-hmm. Zach is Zacharias D. True. Uh, you can catch Ser- these boys over on Nintendo Voice Chat, which is yep. all about the Nintendo, mm-hmm. the most popular system that you can put in your large, large pockets. That's yeah, the, that's, I, yeah, definitely. That's that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that is like true. the the keystone of their marketing campaign. That's what right it says for yeah. Jinko enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says underneath the. Suit. I used to work there. You put know, put it in your pocket. I have a great one. If you've got a small pocket, put it in the small pocket. And they're like, we made a bigger system. Well, everyone needs larger pockets. Anyway, you used to work for Jinko. No, I worked for the N- Nintendo. I used to make up slogans for their. You devices. didn't work for Nintendo. No, I'm pretty at all. sure I did. You, but I bit. definitely believe that you used to work for Jinko. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you should do is you should embroider large mushrooms on the back of the pants. They're like, hmm, that's a good idea. We'll look into that. Yeah, anyway. my dad worked there. He walked in one day. He's like, I have a vision. What if the this rectangles were triangles? I'm like, oh, new jeans. <laughs> they got rich, and then they went away. <sighs> Jinkos. Well, they'll return if like you want, the Jeepers Creepers Yeah, movies. If you want more of this horse apple nonsense, hop over to the YouTube and check out Rapid Fire because we're going to get right into that. On that note, this is the end of the regular part of the show, the end and beyond. 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 beyond.